Welcome to this episode of Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. On today's episode, join Charlie, Miranda, Alex, and Mary Rogers as they treat themselves and continue giving readers advisory picks for Parks and Recreation characters. Please note that the following audio has been pulled from the Parks and Recommendations Episode 2 video from the Mississippi Library Commission's YouTube channel and has been better edited to fit the podcast format. This is the second part of a three-part series. Stay tuned! Hello and welcome to part two of Parks and Recommendations, which is the name of this series. Today we're going to be talking about some best friends on the show Parks and Rec. We have Tom Haverford and Donna Meagle, who kind of exemplify that relationship. And then we have Leslie Nope's two best friends, which is Ben Wyatt and Ann Perkins. I'm Charlie Simpkins, the digital consultant at the Mississippi Library Commission and the moderator for this episode. We are going to start with Alex. Who do you have? Well, I have three books for Tom Haverford. Also, my name is Alex Brower, and I am the Information Services Director. We also have these other two people. Hey, I'm Mary Rogers Beal, and I am the Talking Book Services Director here at the Library Commission. And I'm Miranda Vaughn. I'm a reference and archives librarian here at So in the spirit of talking about Tom Haverford, who is one of the people who, of course, works in the department. He is a wannabe playboy. He is often confused for an immigrant, but he is from South Carolina. And as some people would say, country is a biscuit. Um, and the first book that I picked for him is called The Encyclopedia of the Exquisite. And it just lists luxurious things. It talks about like fancy people stuff. And I really think he would probably maybe read it, but he would also just like have it at his house. Yeah, I was going to say it would probably be his family Bible. Right? <laughs> On exactly. the coffee table. In there. He probably knows oh, who wow. he is. <laughs> Uh, so I really think he would, you know, maybe get some home decoration tips from this, um, some fabric ideas. I don't know. I just really think he would enjoy it. No, but I feel like anybody who came to his apartment, he'd be like, you got to look at this book. Look yeah. at what book I have. Like, yeah. And they would be organized by color because that's how it, you know, that's how it would look best. That's how they organize it on like Goop or whatever he reads. I have some books picked out for Donna, Tom's best friend, basically. Um, I really love Tom and Donna's friendship, to be honest. <laughs> Donna is probably the coolest person in the Parks and Recreation office, in my opinion. And, you know, she's just sassy and unapologetic. And <laughs> But the first book I wanted to pick for Donna, I don't have a copy of the cover, but it's Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. But I think it's just the first Twilight story, but told in Edward's eyes. You know, she just, she loves the Twilight series and she, you know, she would want to know what Edward was thinking throughout the whole thing. Her and Tom would both have read this yeah. and would, they probably have like a book club, you know, where they read us stuff and they would thoroughly enjoy it. At least I hope that they would. Um, okay, so my person 
It needs a very lengthy introduction, so give me a moment. She's a beautiful, sassy mannequin come to life, a beautiful, glowing sun goddess, a poetic, noble land mermaid, an opalescent tree shark, a tricky mink, and a perfect sunflower. Ladies and gentlemen, she is Anne Perkins. So my first book for Anne, because she is a nurse and she does have a very busy schedule. So I feel like when she reads, she's probably not going to want to read anything that's going to be like super in-depth and stuff. Like she's a romantic. She might like something that's kind of quirky and a quick read. So I chose for her first Bridget Jones's Diary. Little British humor, a little single lady humor. So like it's something that she would enjoy reading after a long day, taking care of people at the hospital. And um, yeah, it's just a cute, sexy book for someone like Anne Perkins. I think she definitely reads for like a little bit of escapism when she gets home, you know, especially when she's entangled with one of her not so great boyfriends. Um, I mean, if I had to come home to Andy Dwyer, laying on his behind making me cook him pancakes I would definitely need some like Bridget Jones diary hilarious girlish fun although I can't say that he would have lasted as long uh, if he was <laughs> acting like that and she was a saint so my character is Ben Wyatt he's a very lovable character he does seem to me to be like a stick in the mud but in the end it takes me always a minute to remember that he is a big geek at heart. He has a lot of fandoms. So my recommendation would be Dune by Frank Herbert. Um, it's an older series. This one started in 1965. The author released six books. He died in 86. Then his son and another author picked up the series in the 90s. And while I think he would like it because it's something that he could get really immersed into. So he would have a series to read, shows to watch, movies to watch, book, well, I already said books. So yeah, he has a lot to catch up on with this one series. And one can only wonder if it would lead to the Combs of Doonshire. Yes. Mm. I like to think that it would. Oh, that was bad. An off series <laughs> of that game. Uh, so this doesn't have anything to do with puns, but I just want to talk about this next book that I picked out for Tom. And I feel like he might have already read it, but if he hasn't, it would probably change his life. It is Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. He probably used this as like his personal Bible. I know we talked about his other one, you know, my other book being his personal Bible, but this one is probably like his guiding philosophy. I can only imagine. You know, he, his, he does evolve over the series, but he still wants to be, you know, the it guy who is telling everybody, you know, why they should follow him and what they should do with their life and, you know, just ruling the roost. And I feel like this would really help him do that. Would he have read that with John Ralphio before they started their business together? First of all, John Ralphio doesn't read books, so probably not. Well, uh, also, he wouldn't do anything to, like, learn about business, so he might have it at his house. Like, his dad's probably read it, yeah. but John Ralphio, I don't think so. Okay, well, I have another book for Donna. It is called You Are a Badass. 
The subtitle is How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. And I feel like Donna would read it. And then she'd buy a bajillion copies and give them to her friends. And it wouldn't just be because, like, you know, she wants to help her friends, which she would. She's a good friend. But she would also be like, you need to be as cool as me. The title would grab her because she would be like, I am a badass. Like, Oh, yeah. She already knows. She just, oh, I feel like yeah. she reads a lot of self-help to just, like, maintain that energy. And, like, confirm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of self-affirmation. A lot of self-care going on over there. Which, really we can only hope to achieve my second book for Ann Perkins. Again, she is a nurse. She is in the medical field. I do believe that she is naturally just a caregiver. She enjoys that taking care of the people that she loves. And so also I feel like she is a romantic. And so I picked up the English patient for her. I think that this would be something that she could have a good little cry over and something she could relate to because there is a nurse and yeah and it's not like a difficult read or anything so it still fits with the theme of her like having a busy life and probably not wanting anything just like really strenuous yeah I think she'd have to call over this one don't you think I think so you know especially now that she has a baby she would definitely need some like her time to read a nice little book and she probably would see herself reflected in that one of the big points of Ben Wyatt is, I believe, his relationship with Leslie Nope. And my next recommendation is a way to kind of help him. He seems like very much like he would just do whatever he could to make her happy. And so the next book I would recommend for him to read is Harry Potter <laughs> book series. Um, first one is In the Sorcerer's Stone by J.K. Rowling. Spoiler alert, he ends up marrying Leslie Nope. And I think firmly that that is her favorite book because she does a lot of uh, references to it. There's a conversation where Anne complains about Leslie making her watch all of the movies. And she's like, but I thought you liked all the movies. And the reason Leslie thought Anne liked all the movies was because she watched them because she made her watch them. And I think she made her read all the books too. Like, I think she made her go through the whole fandom thing with her very reluctantly. But I can see him definitely getting into that. And I can't think of a good Combs of Dunshire pun, um, pun for that one. So I'll think on it. I'll think on it and keep it, you know, in the little back of my head and hopefully yeah. share it later. I just think that would, it would end up making Leslie really happy because now he'll, she'll have her two best friends to talk about this with. And it would probably be like an anniversary's gift to her. Well, my last book for Tom, and I have actually put this book on my bar list because it looks really good. It is called The Chiffon Trenches by Andre Leon Talley, who was like the first big African-American tastemaker in fashion. He like worked at Vogue for a little while. He's like been the fashion editor at big fashion magazines. So I'm just really excited to read the book. And I think Tom would also enjoy it, mostly because of his proximity to celebrity. But I just think he would, you know, really get some good wisdom out of this book. Yeah, I feel like he would want that guy to be his mentor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. He probably follows him on Twitter. He retweets him while he's driving. He probably already knows who he is. He was not like me, just finding out about this wonderful person. <laughs> All right, well, my last book for Donna is a little bit fun. It's called The Wedding Date 
it's a little bit spicy, but it has a really good, strong main character. And I feel like, you know, it would just be kind of Donna's escape from work, you know, because we all know she doesn't think about work <laughs> when she's not at work. I just think she would like it. I know that's not a great reason. <laughs> I almost picked that one for Anne because yeah. I read good reviews about it being yeah. like a good beach read and stuff. It, yeah, for sure. My last book for Anne is a self-help kind of book. It's um, by Brene Brown. It's called Braving the Wilderness, The Quest for True Belonging and the Courage to Stand Alone. Now, Brene Brown writes a lot of books like this, and honestly, I feel like any of them would have worked for Anne. But I chose this one because it got like really good reviews. And a lot of, of Anne's time on the series is spent trying to find a relationship that she's happy in, but also be okay being single and figure out who she is without being in a relationship and stuff. So I feel like this is something that she would read to try to get to know herself and figure out what her identity is on her own and be like an independent woman and all that. My last recommendation for Ben Wyatt is basically because he's a huge 90s culture fan. The next book, again, because of his uh, fandom of 90s, would be Ready Player One. This one came out in 2011. Uh, Ready Player Two came out in 2020. So I think he would love that book. He would get all the references. I did not. I got some of them. But he would know all of them. He would love that book. When yeah. you, I think it focuses more on the 80s, but I think there's a lot of 90s and there's some carryover. So mm -hmm. that might be why you, some people don't get a lot of the references because of like their age. He would get all the references. He would probably laugh in the right places. He yeah. would love it. I think that'd be a good choice. Excellent recommendation, Charlie. Excellent. Yeah. And we do have a closing segment like last time we did one uh mary rogers is going to introduce this special segment today's special segment is you heard we heard and we wanted to kind of you know get excited about purred happily a recurring character on parks and recreation where he was a journalist but he kind of talked around the sentence and, and added a lot of words and just kind of stated the obvious but I love Purd. And so my pick, oh, sorry, the, you heard with Purd is going to be about audiobooks. And let me do a quick spiel for talking books. <laughs> but we provide uh, audiobooks for people who can't read standard print. And so we can mail them for, through the postal service or you can download from BARD, which stands for Braille and Audio Reading Download and directly onto a device. So I listen to a lot of them on BARD. This is Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. This one is so good. Like the story is this band back in the 70s and kind of talking about their life during it and like tours and personal lives during it and everything. And the audiobook is so good because it's different characters have different narrators. So, you know, it basically feels like you're hearing it directly from the band. And honestly, I was listening to it and it took me a while to realize that this was not an actual band. <laughs> like I thought, oh, okay, let me look more into this band because that's interesting and like all this. And no, it's all fiction. <laughs> I just love the story. And I think everybody should listen to the audiobook. I have been telling everybody that will listen about this book 
So I'm really excited <laughs> about this segment. Recently, Matthew McConaughey came out with his memoir called Green Light. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I knew she had picked green light. So beforehand. This is why we play it. Right? What? Carly. No. <laughs> you know what? It'll be all right, all right, all right. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> yourself and self-care one of the things that I have been doing is re-listening to all the books that I used to love when I was a kid especially the Ramona series by Beverly Cleary I love those books like Ramona is a person she's not just a kid in you know how typical kid books portray children as just you know very I don't know, just very flat and they don't have emotions, but it just goes through how she feels because I can remember feeling like that. I still feel some of those feelings sometimes and it just really puts me back into, you know, the space that I was in when I read them the first time. I did not realize that the first one was published in like 1955. I was like, oh, this is last week, but it is just something I have thoroughly enjoyed. I've been doing it a lot and it's really helped you know the COVID and all that stuff but I've just really loved it and I really love listening to it so anyway that is my audiobook story I just love them well I want to say something that Perd might say that I feel like he would say now those are audiobooks books you can read with your ears (laughs) that was so bad but you know I love Perd I'm just gonna say it He's very, he's very unique. Yes. That was a good closing. And so this is the end of episode two, our best friends episode of parks and recommendations. And we will see you next time for the possibly last one, episode three. See y'all later. Bye. 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 Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. We hope you will tune in next time, and we encourage you to visit your local public library often.